You're tuning into this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Revival Recap podcast with Bethel Austin. I'm here today with Joaquin Evans, who spoke on Saturday night. And so today we're just going to be chatting about that message, some additional thoughts from his heart. Plus, we have a question from one of our congregation members. They sent it in on Facebook. So as we get started, Joaquin, I'd love to ask you, about the message you talked about yeah. when we spend time with God seeking his affection instead of his approval. Yeah. Why do you feel like that message is important right now? You know, um, we're, we're in an unusual season. There's so much going on with the, uh, you know, the COVID and everything. People have been in quarantine for a long time so and, long. and, you know, that type of isolation causes us some time to go a little bit more introspective than normal and, you know, even oh. nitpick ourselves. And that, that sense of, of isolation can leave us, uh, hunting for connection and, and even that sense of uh, affirmation and approval. And, you know, really, God's supposed to be our source. We know that. But how how effective and efficient are we at, at that and pursuing that? So I just felt really stirred that, um, you know, it was an important message. But also specifically, as I as I shared in the message, based on the, the message for the time before that, um, you know, when I shared about how God responded to me after that missions trip and seeing God do so many amazing, miraculous things. And he said, I said, God, how have you allowed me to, to experience so much of your goodness, see so many breakthroughs? You know my past because I didn't grow up, you know, yeah. in a Christian home. I didn't yeah. have the, the perfect little package. You know, I was, I was the prodigal son. I was out yeah. there living wild and crazy. And God's response to that question was, you've done a it's because you've done a good job at letting me love you. Wow. And you know, that's, you can unpack that whole thing. Forever. It was, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. It was profound. It impacted me deeply. Um, but when I shared that uh, a couple weeks ago, several people commented on that phrase in particular. And um, you know, what did that mean to me? How did I walk that out? Like, what's that actually look like? It impacted them, but they wanted more understanding. So I thought I'm going to take the opportunity to unpack that a little mm-hmm. bit more. So that was why. Yeah. So that's like, and I love that you brought up the prodigal sons, one of my favorite mm-hmm. stories that Jesus ever told. But what would you say? So that's from the perspective of the the son that went and wasted everything with prodigal living and comes back and discovers the response of his father. Mm-hmm. His father's not treating him according to what he's done or what he's earned. He's treating him according to who he is. And yep. he's showing him, you're my son. Yep. You're trying to come back as an orphan, as a slave, but you're going to be I'm my son. I'm not going to accept you like that. Yeah. What would you say to people who've kind of been on the other side, like the older brother that are working in the field and are probably been working their whole life for mm-hmm. approval mm-hmm. and they've got kind of the same, mm-hmm. same problem, different yeah. expression. But what would you say to people like that, that are, I work so hard for God, I'm doing so mm-hmm. much. 
but yes. I'm not having a party. It's a great question, you know, and I actually touched on that in the previous message, okay. which was, uh, it's called, uh, the father's arms are still wide open. Um, but I actually touched on it. I didn't preach on it. I just touched on it because it is such, uh, you know, a paramount to me, a paramount point of that whole story that gets overlooked a little bit is the response of the older brother. Yeah. But at the very end of that parable, you know, the older brother is essentially complaining that the, the younger brother got Get came back, got received, even though he wasted yeah. all his inheritance and all that. He's complaining. And essentially, he's like, I've been here, Father, serving you faithfully, all that, and you've never thrown me a party like this. Yeah. But the Father's response was, um, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, all that I have is yours. But when I read it, I can hear his heart breaking as a father. Wow. And 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 I and I like to read try to touch the emotion of this story. Yeah. And the father is saying to the son, he's like, "Listen, you have been here and you've been faithful. I'm starting to get emotional." Yeah. But uh uh you've been here, you've been faithful, you've been working, serving, you but listen, haven't you realized all this time, all that I have is yours? Essentially saying all you needed to do all this time, if you wanted a party, you could have just asked. Like this is all yours too. Like any moment you're like, father, let's have a party. Like let's kill a fatty calf. Let's invite the neighbors. Let's kick up the music. Let the wine flow. Like the father would be like, great, you're a faithful son. Let's do it. So he could have had the same party the same responses all that without needing to go off the grid without going into prodigal living because he is a son so you don't need to go prodigal to receive the benefits you just need to know how to ask you have the permission to ask so yeah i love that and i loved in the message because we're talking about the father and the two sons you brought up your own children Mm -hmm. and discipline Mm -hmm. and that was really powerful for me as a dad of like Oh, even in discipline, I want you to know my love. Mm-hmm. And discipline helps separate um, mm-hmm. what you've done from who you are. Mm-hmm. And also, um, well, we're going to have to edit this part. <laughs> I totally <laughs> lost my thought. <laughs> um, <clears throat> discipline separating what we've done from who we are. I've talked about like always starting with always. I love you. Yeah. But this. we gotta address this yes. and then ending with yep. but I love you. Yep. yep. And so when it comes to discipline from God, that's how you've experienced that too. I know one of the things you said was because God approves of us doesn't always mean he approves of everything we're doing. That's right. And so when he comes into discipline, that's his heart. The heart you have for your kids is the heart yeah. he has for us. Is yeah. I want you to know I love you. I want to separate what you've done from who you, you are. are. Yeah. And I, yeah. Anything yeah. you would explain yeah. more about family, yeah. parenting, yeah. the discipline of the father. Right. A, a, not approving of everything we do, but still approving yeah. of us. Well, I mean, we're on the part. I should be interviewing you for this part. No. <laughs> this is your your expertise area. My but, but it's so it's so true. I mean, the father loves us because he loves us. And he he sent he sent Jesus to die for us while we were still lost, separated, broken in sin. And he sent his 
only begotten son because he was so in love with the world. Yeah. So his love isn't conditional on us getting it right, getting it perfected, getting it all our ducks in a row. He loves us unconditionally. It doesn't mean he approves of every action we do. But the problem that I was trying to address is that we, in our own filters, we won't allow ourselves to receive the love. Oftentimes, out of an orphan mentality, we'll actually cut off his affection, his love, because we're judging ourselves and go, I didn't do that right. He's probably not loving me right now, or I don't deserve his love. And instead of realizing, yeah, he doesn't approve of the action, you know, if we've done something wrong, he doesn't approve the action, but he still approves of us because yeah. we're a son. Yeah. It's the prodigal, you know, the prodigal to the to the umpteenth degree went out and did everything wrong, yeah, right? He, he checked so every box yeah. and he came back and the father without any explanation, groveling, like, you know, um, season of like, let me, let me see that you've really earned this. No, without a single word, he just throws his arms around him and receives him. So the key is that if we allow the affection of the father to come in, even when we know, ah, I've made a mistake, I've done something wrong, that affection actually draws us into correct paths. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance, you yeah. know? And so, you know, I try and demonstrate that with my kids, like I mentioned, yeah. in correction, it's always, I start with, I, lo- I love you. Yeah. Now, let's address this and yeah. then end with, but I want you to know that I love you because I, I need them to know the lens that I'm coming at, you know? Nothing they can do is going to remove the yeah. love or the affection. Yeah. Yeah. Correction and discipline is a, yeah. a part of every healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, but the, the father has the same heart for his kids. We just need to let, we need to learn how to let it in. Yeah. So, yeah. And that brings up something I've noticed just being in ministry for a while is a lot of people struggle to actually do this. Like I, I feel the importance of your message mm-hmm. of like, we need to be reminded mm-hmm. of this quite often. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second, I'm first to receive love yeah. because the Bible says we love because he first loved us. Yes. So if I don't know how to receive, the best way I can love yes. other people is to receive his love yes. for me. And I don't have it to give. Absolutely. If I can't what would you say? So you're raising your children mm-hmm. to have this ingrained in them. Mm-hmm. Like, Trying. Hey, yes. trying. Yeah. We're all trying. Right. We're all, this is our dream is like, I want kids to grow up and and know what I do mm-hmm. doesn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm still loved, even though what my action wasn't approved of. What What about those people who are like, dude, I cannot receive love. I, 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 they're like an older mm-hmm. brother. I can't receive it. I struggle to receive it. Mm-hmm. How do I receive mm-hmm. it? What advice would you give them? Because they didn't grow up mm-hmm. with that yeah. being built in. Yeah, you know, and it's. The question is how ingrained uh, or or how deeply is that is that wall, so to speak, embedded, you know, and some people just need the revelation of the truth. You know, this this message, the light bulb, like, oh, right. I've been the one withholding the love. Uh, Sometimes that does it. Sometimes somebody just, you know, praying for you, uh, modeling that love for you. But, you know, if the, the walls are, are more deeply embedded, uh, getting some counsel, ministry, um, a sozo. Uh, and, and a sozo is an inner healing ministry that uh, really can help quite quickly and effectively often just remove those, go yeah. back to the root where those walls started to come in, yeah. to be built up where the wounds came in and begin to remove the root stuff and those walls can come tumbling down. And often that's what 
what changes it for people and then they're able to to receive the affection yeah this is good. yeah yeah you know you mentioned the, the inability to receive the affection and really one thing that i wanted to address is the religious the religious spirit the religious uh nature that is imposed upon people often you know when you grow up in different environments religion and we we love we love god we love church but but religion uh is is often an artificial manifestation of those things and religion will often try and teach us from you know people who grow up in this that that we're always working for the approval yeah and 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 they create this this mentality system that the affection is dependent on the approval and you can't receive the affection until you're completely you got every duck in a row you're doing everything right and then maybe one day hopefully you will but the problem is nobody ever obtains perfection so this the affection is always this carrot that's dangling out there somewhere and so really that's one thing that i was wanting to hit is to break that thing off and let people realize oh uh you know god is into my process he's into my even even the the struggles he's into my growth my development but i can i can apprehend the affection even in the process so yeah yeah i love that i love that so much you know what we did? I asked a question on Facebook mm-hmm. to our congregation is, hey, if you have any questions for Joaquin from this message, what would you ask? Yeah. And so we got some good questions. I'm just going to ask one. Sorry, I can't get to everybody's question, but great. Um, I like this one a lot. It's from Sonia. She said, did the way you let God love you change over time? Like once you had kids um, moving, like yeah, now you have three kids. You didn't always have that. You probably had a lot more time mm-hmm. to learn to receive God's love and be mm-hmm. with God and stuff like that. But how has it changed over time for you now having three kids, mm-hmm. a church you're running, teams all <laughs> over the place? Like, how does that work for you mm-hmm. when you may not have as much time mm-hmm. in a previous season or... Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's for a mom who's like, dude, I'm super busy. I got kids. They're all quarantined. We can't totally. go to school. We're all in the house. How do I receive God's love when totally. I have nothing but children and right. laundry and all that? <laughs> well, this yeah, that's such a great question. We could camp on that for a long time. The answer that, I, that I'm going to give right now might not be what you would first expect, but um, it's, it's changed over time in some regards. Um, what it looks like has changed, you know, the receiving his affection maybe hasn't changed, but what it looks like. And one thing, the first thing that pops into mind is when I first, when God spoke that to me, I was young, single, you know, no kids, spending lots and lots of time with God and his presence all the time and just learning like, what does it look like to receive that affection? And it just, you know, just doing beautiful things in my life internally. And, you know, you fast forward, married three kids, pastor to church, all these things. And, and there's, there's, I still seek out those times with God, but I don't get those every day, you know, yeah. like I used to, and it's yeah. a different season. And, and I had an encounter uh, a couple of years ago in the midst of all this business, I was going on a ministry trip uh, to England and 
and you know a, a, a packed week of ministry of healing conferences and schools and leadership training and working with medical professionals all this stuff and going into this um you know wishing that i had been had just hours and hours of like soaking and yes. just recharging in God's presence and like, yeah. oh, just, you know, just getting stuck to the floor in the glory, just going into that, you know, just, yeah. but it it completely wasn't that. It was like coming straight out of the busiest season, mm-hmm. running, you know, to the plane, yeah. jumping on the plane, getting there, just tired and worn out and like, oh God, like, what am I going to give? Like, where am I going to find, you know, uh, the resource just to pour into this week and so I was praying, you know, whatever the time was, 10 minutes, you know, in the hotel, you know, uh, 20 minutes, maybe, you know, not not eight hours, you know, over the past week. But uh, I had this encounter where God actually said, well, what would it have looked like if you had had just call it eight hours of soaking time with me? And then he start he takes me. He's showing me me lo- laying on the floor for hours. Oh God, I love you. And the experiences that I would have been experiencing and the revelations that would have been coming in or the thoughts that would have been coming in. So he, he fast forwarded the whole thing and he's like, yeah, you would have got that and you would have felt like this and this would have happened and you would have had this agree. <laughs> you feel that. I know. He's like, you would have had this experience. What would and, be like if I had 10 all this- hours of God right now? <laughs> Whoa. And, and, and it all started pouring into me and I'm like, wow like i just felt like i had eight hours with god but he did it in in 15 minutes like it was incredible and so that is that's a different spin on the ability to receive the affection of god because i could have mentally just agreed with the i didn't have the time that i wanted that i that i think that i needed that i that my history i'd built up my history says this is what Um, this is what success looks like. This is the pattern. Yeah. And I didn't have it in that moment, but God's like, okay, well, let me just do it different Yeah. because I love you. Yeah. Because I love you because you're a son, because it's not all about you. Yeah. And here I have, I have infinite ways to, to express and release my love and my affection. And I just, I just got wrecked in that moment. So, I mean, that, I mean, I think you mentioned even single moms. Yeah. Wow. I never thought of that before right this moment, but that, what I just said, that's a powerful exercise. Yeah. As you were talking, like, man, that's, I love that question he asked you. But as you were talking, I thought about the verse that says a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and Mm -hmm. a thousand years is like a day. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a thousand years right now to be Mm -hmm. with you. But what you can do in a moment is so yes. much. You yes. can do so much so fast. Yes. And the other thought I had was like, that's you know the how verse that came to me too after up, that yeah. encounter. Yeah. Is the thought, I just had this picture of like Wi Fi, <clears throat> like bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And I felt like God's bandwidth is so much more than us. And just even a couple minutes. Mm-hmm logged on to his Wi-Fi signal, he mm. can download so much mm. so fast. He's not dial up. Mm. He's not lagging. He's not slow. Mm. He doesn't need 14 hours to download this one video. Right. He can drop it instantaneously because he's mm. like the biggest bandwidth mm-hmm. of anyone ever. <laughs> so true. So Come good. On. That's what I, I feel like that's what our prayer is. Um, 
for you guys is that you would discover the bandwidth of God, that how much he can give you so fast, how much love he can pour in, mm. in moments. It doesn't have to be hours. If you don't have them, he can meet you with what you have. Ooh. He can meet you where you are. Your, you in your ability to receive from God is dependent on his bandwidth, not your bandwidth and his Wi-Fi speed, so to speak, not yours. And so good. that's our prayer. Um, Anything else you'd like to add with those thoughts? Oh, you know, you you actually have been touching on it in these questions. But if I had a, another message, and maybe I will, you know, I'm added into the series. But um, about the importance of fathering, you know, Chris Valentin, when he was here, he preached a message on, you know, um, uh, lack of lack of fathering is is the biggest deficit in our society, you yeah. know, and and uh, this whole thing about receiving affection. We talked about people who didn't grow up, you know, with that with that healthy model, and how do they, uh, you know, overcome some of those things, remove those walls, all that. We talked about that already, but. I mean, the goal isn't to have to remove those walls, right? Yeah. So I was—I just want to speak to the fathers. We've been coming up on Father's Day, yeah. but but fathers are the first representation of the father by design, by God's design. Yeah. Um, family fathers are the first representation of the heavenly father, and so your kids learn about receiving affection and affirmation so from us, and so our ability to model that, to release that. And, and especially, especially in the correction moments. And I love it. I read it in the message, but Psalm 16 in, in the Passions Translation, yeah. it talks about the way that you counsel and correct me, God, causes me to praise yeah. you all the more. Yeah. Like what? Like, yeah. like if you if you tap into the emotion of that, he's saying, God, you counsel me and correct me with so much love affection wow. and wisdom that i come out of correction going god you're amazing yeah like what if we could capture that as as earthly fathers and will we get it right every time no <laughs> but but god still loves us and but that ability to model that so i want to encourage all fathers like to embrace the fact that especially, you know, you have young kids, but at any age, but, but by design, you are modeling the affection of the heavenly father and those neural pathways that we talked about. Yeah. We talked about the one with the voice of many waters. It yeah. creates pathways. pathways. Those neural pathways are developed in the affection of the heavenly father, that when that child then begins to develop their own personal relationship with the heavenly father, those neural pathways of, yeah. of affection are already wow. open. So yeah, so, fathers, they yeah. just bless you to be great models and, uh, and uh, just great stewards of the affection of heaven uh, for yourselves, but releasing it through you uh, to, to your children. So we raise up uh, a generation of sons and daughters, not, not orphans. Cause that's really what's going to change the, yeah. change the planet. So I have so many thoughts on this, but <laughs> as you were talking, I like, one of the things I do with my kids when we wrestle is like, they're always trying to escape my grip. Mm -hmm. Like we'll be wrestling, I'll be on them, you know? And I always yell, like, 
I'm like, I'm never going to let you go. Wow. You're never going to escape your father's grip. And of course I let them go, yeah. but then I grab them and pull them back yeah. and I, I repeat it over and over. Yeah. Things like that. Where I say, You're never going to escape my grip. Wow. And every time I do it, I think there's going to be a point in your life where you're going to be struggling and you're going to go, you're going to think about the father and you're going to remember and you're gonna hear the father say, I'm never gonna let you go. You'll never escape my grip. And so I've, I've, I've like, for me, I was like, wow, as you were saying, we're the representation of the mm -hmm. father. We're creating those neural pathways. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I do with mm -hmm. my kids. And I realized that is like, I'm creating a neural pathway. Yeah. So you'll hear the father's voice <laughs> one day. Every when time he grabs you say you, it, it goes deeper and Every and time deeper I'm digging a path yeah. in my head oh, of man. receiving, <laughs> you it. can't escape. I'm yeah. sorry, but you're not getting out it. of this grip. I love it. Nope. <laughs> man, what a good conversation. Come on. Thank you for elaborating and sharing with us and talking. And thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Remember, you can get more out of our journey together at BethelATX.com. And it looks like for a little bit longer, we're going to be doing some online church, but we'll keep you up to date with that. So we'll see you on Facebook. We'll see you on all social media channels. And until we see you in person again. Yeah. Bless you guys. Bless thanks you. for tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening to Revival Recap. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.